this is the Achilles Hypnosis Podcast, session number two. So I'm Taylor Lancaster, and today on the Achilles Hypnosis Podcast, it's going to be a solo episode as well. Um, Today I wanted to talk about uh, an idea that I've been having in thoughts on it as well. Because in the hypnotic profession from the NGH, the National Guild of Hypnotists, and I believe probably some other people as well, other organizations, so I'm not blaming the NGH. I'm just saying that some things are probably incorrect. And what I'm trying to say here is how I was taught to explain the model of the world or in another sense, the model of the brain, how the brain is, how the brain works, and the parts of the conscious and the subconscious. How it was explained to me is thus. There's 10% conscious brain and 90% subconscious brain. Okay, first of all, there's no science, there's really no scientific proof to that other than, um, other than the fact that when we use our brain, we've had the facts that we only use 10% of our brains consciously every day. Uh, they're proving that wrong every day with those machines that you put on your head and they light up and show different parts of your brain. So, really, you're using more than that of your brain. It's just you can't, they think you can't access your whole entire your whole entire cognitive thinking in your brain at this point because we're humans so there therein lies one issue the 10 and 90 the subconscious is 90 percent of your body and you got to understand that i don't think the subconscious is part of your brain and i don't think your conscious is fully part of your brain either i think your conscious is part of your your mental body and that it interacts and makes sure that you're thinking correctly and that in your thought processes, your your conscious thought processes, that you make good decisions and that they're you're in your frontal lobe or whatever when like that one study not study, the guy blew off his frontal lobe with uh, explosives on a railroad um at a railroad construction site and he was still able to function but uh, he acted like a child rather than the adult he was so we do we do have a sense that the when you're missing parts of your brain or your brain has been damaged and the healing process takes a little time to figure itself out on that your your brain your brain, uh, your con- your consciousness is kind of lapsed, but I don't believe. Well, going back to the original point here of the subconscious, the subconscious is below conscious awareness. It and it records everything that you've been through. How can the brain record everything without having the rest of the body involved? What I'm saying is, maybe the brain is the storage part of the, the subconscious mind. I just don't think it's the entire subconscious mind. Because your brain can control parts of your body without you even knowing. For example, breathing. 
is that a conscious thing? No, it's a subconscious. It's a subconscious uh, complex, complex function. It just happens. It just happens. But is the brain the only part of the subconscious? No, I think the whole entire body is part of the subconscious. That every piece of nerve, every muscle fiber is part of your subconscious because in our in our subconscious it holds memories if the brain I don't think the brain has enough room for all those memories we've been through and I'm only 25 years old when you get 90 how do you think you store everything you might forget forget a lot because of the age but you hold all of your memories in you if I touched your arm maybe it'll solicit a memory Okay, I've seen this happen. I don't have the, the science to back it up. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm just telling you my thoughts and that the model of the world in which I was taught is wrong and why I think it's wrong. I don't have the entire science to back it up. You might need to find that out, and I'll probably find that out later. I'll, I'll find some, some stuff and put it on, call this uh, episode 2.2 or something like that. So, I'm going to have to do that later, but this is not exact science. This is just me talking and explaining why I believe this is wrong. And another point in which I was taught. That initial sensitizing events are caused by someone else. And because of the actions of someone else, you have the right... Or you rather were caused to have an addiction, uh, nail-biting habit, or any habit thus far. Really, a habit. We're just going to call it a habit. Because addictions, all they are, are bad habits. I don't believe that. I don't believe it was someone else's choice to, um, to make you the way you are. You made yourself the way you are. Yes, your brain was protecting you and thought it was a traumatic event. It could be that, and I was always taught to say, oh, a kid spills the milk and the mom says, and mom or dad calls him stupid. Really? Really? That's the best example we've been. I've been given? That's the best thing you can come up with? Yeah, I can see, I see the effects firsthand, my uncle been told he was stupid since he was pretty much born and he is stupid he's made a lot of dumb decisions in his life but is he stupid because someone called him stupid and then he attaches his mind to it and he framed those he framed an instance around it and he kept spiraling down because of it no he kept making decisions on his own he decided to feel that way you always have a choice. You have a choice to leave your past in the past. Yeah, it might be hard. Yeah, addictions and habits die hard. But they die sometime if you want them to. All it starts with is a choice. A choice to not do it again. Yeah, cravings come, but the choice to not do it again comes in, and when you make that choice... You make that choice, and you're happy. 
Okay? Make a choice to be happy. And people think, especially with happiness, there's another thing. I think this is just a world thing that needs to go on. Happiness does not come to you. Let go of happiness and you'll find happiness. No, happiness doesn't find itself. You make your choice. You choose to be happy. You choose to hold yourself high. You choose to hold yourself depressed. You choose to be depressed. Yeah, that might be a, that might be a hard pill to swallow. Honestly, I've had to swallow it myself. Because I used to be depressed. I used to be a lot of thing, other things too. I was a porn addict at one time. But you know what? I made a choice. I made a choice to never have that happen to me again. And because I made those choices, I am much more happy in my life. It's not your mom's fault. It's not your dad's fault. It's not your uncle's fault. Yeah, you may have been raped. Yeah, you may have been beaten a little bit. And I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry if you've been abused in any way, shape, or form. But it is not your ch- but it is not the decision of someone else to make you who you are. You are stronger than that. Every human being has a choice. A choice to be who they truly are and unleash their full potential. Or the choice to give up and be no better than everyone else. So, and with this, I'm writing a book. Um, It should be out in October 2018. It is September of 2018. And we're going through the rough draft right now. And I should be going through the second draft here in the next week. So, it should be done in October, early November for your for you to consume it. And it's going to be, it's called Divorce Pornography. It's about how to get rid of pornography addiction. And I throw in a lot of my hypnotic tricks and my hypnotic um, scripts that I use. And if someone is not a hypnotic technician like myself, a a consulting hypnotist or a hypnotherapist, any hypnotic technician, if they're not one, I will be able to provide you provide those audios that uh, are scripts for for scripts if they have bought the book you email me i'll send them over to you okay and again this is the achilles hypnosis podcast i'm glad you've joined me and i'm taylor lancaster certified consulting hypnotist and i will hear from you soon